Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. And then- Marge, the rains are here. <laughs> if you remember that oh, ad, I you have that to let ad. us know. Oh, I love that. Really <laughs> yes, that. you did. Okay, Doesn't was... money grow on trees? No, <laughs> I wish. So what happens is if you use someone else's toothbrush, it doesn't matter if you love them. How oh, great. How gross oh, is that? that? That's just... Oh. Hello and welcome. In today's episode, we're going to be sharing with you our top 10 tips. In this supercharged episode, you are going to learn what those 10 secrets are that we use as professional organizers to help you organize your space. We're recording in a new location today. We are. So um, I'm in the middle of my move to the Sunshine Coast. I don't think we've actually really updated people on that whole situation. Well, if they've been on our social media, they may or may not know already. This is true. So just for those who are maybe new to the podcast or who haven't um, stayed in the loop, my husband and I have purchased a house up in Sippy Downs and it is not um, the house we were originally looking for. We were looking for the acreage with the the lifestyle change, a couple of acres, fruit trees, uh, veggie patch, all that kind of stuff, chickens. Um, And because COVID has happened and everyone has decided I can work from anywhere, a lot of people have decided the Sunshine Coast is where they want to be. So um, all the prices up there have gone (laughs) Um, which has made it really difficult for us to kind of find what we wanted Mm. and we decided okay we're going to change our approach we're going to buy just a standard suburban block and um, when we travel around Australia which we want to do in about five to seven years with our family for a year uh, we may rent it out and may not return and then do the acreage thing after that but we're kind of leaving it up in the air at the moment so the house just settled and we've just done one load but since we're not quite at the end of term uh, we're, we're only doing weekends up there at the moment and then we're back down in Brisbane during the week so that our kids can still stay at their school until the end of term so there's lots of transitioning happening oh there's so much transitioning happening and um, like for the listeners who are new, we currently are living with my parents. We've been living with them since the beginning of September 2020. And um, this morning I was getting the kids ready and mum came and said, Where, where's your washing basket? Because, you know, you're, you've got a load of washing in the in the machine and I want to put it in your basket. And I said, oh, it's up at Sippy Downs. And she goes, oh. And I said, do you want me to go get it? And she's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Go get it tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, that's an hour and 20-minute drive. But, um, yeah, it's interesting because there are these things that we uh, have to now adjust to. Okay, they're not at this location. They're at another location. It's not just down the road. It's, it's no, a huge drive up the coast. It's a huge drive. So why we're recording at your house is um, I've closed up my office and I've moved my office up the coast. <laughs> So we're transitioning there too. You are, you are. So there's there's much happening here at LHO. Mm. The other thing that we should mention, if you aren't aware, is that I, Lily, have um, returned to uni. I'm doing my postgraduate studies in psychology. I've decided to continue down that route, which is real exciting. It is super exciting. And I think our listeners in particular are going to benefit so much from all the money you're putting into your uni <laughs> degree. So thank you for that. 
What can I say except you're welcome? But today's episode is all about home organization and decluttering and we wanted to give you the top 10 tips. So if you are someone who just needs to know the know the essentials, what are the top 10 things I need to know to have an organized and clutter-free home, this episode is for you. So our very first tip that we would like to share with you is uh, the zoning tip. So simple and so effective. (sighs) It is life-changing. It really is. If you look around, especially bedside tables, I don't know what it is, but our bedside drawers always tend to have mementos from when our kids were children and in hospital, kids were children, when our kids were babies. Just Um, random stuff just accumulates in those spaces. Yeah, especially if you get Mother's Day or Father's Day gifts and you don't really know what to do with them. They just kind of go on the bedside drawer and they're there with your hand cream and your book and stuff that you actually want to use, but you kind of have to dig around in all this memorabilia stuff to to kind of find what you need. Mm -hmm. So the zoning thing is basically like, okay, well, a bedside drawer is not for your memory box. You need to have a memory box somewhere up in your cupboard and then use your bedside drawer for things that you actually need on a daily basis. So this might be your hand creams, your body lotions, whatever is part of your nighttime routine um, plus whatever book you're reading and that kind of thing rather than it being this random collection of different categories. So that's where the zoning really can come into play. Zoning is really about being intentional and having Mm. like this is the boundary, this is what goes in this space. So just making sure that you're using those categories to your advantage. It's so simple but when life is overwhelming we really need to break things down and the same goes for clutter in the house. So if you're overwhelmed by a certain space you need to look at the zones that are in that space and establish them if they're not currently there. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is do not have a maybe pile. We are very Mm. anti-delayed decisions here and I can attest that many, many professional organisers are the same. Yeah, because delayed decisions are what cause clutter because we're just not sure. Um, Do we need it? Do we use it? Do we love it? Uh, Not sure. So I'm just going to make that decision later. And then our future self looks back and goes, why? This thing is still here. What do I do with it? I'll just put it aside and deal with it later. Nothing's more frustrating than like opening the door to a Mm. room and just seeing all these pending decisions and responsibilities and thinking and closing that door again. It's like it has to be dealt with eventually and you would feel so much better if you dealt with it now and didn't have to keep adding to it and making it a bigger and bigger problem. That's how you end up with the storage room of doom. That's how you end up with the spare bedroom that isn't ready for the guest who's suddenly going to be dropping by in an hour or two that you weren't expecting. This is different to the delayed decisions and the maybe pile is different to the I'm not sure if I need this pile. So I just wanted to clarify that. Say you've gone through all your frying pans and you have decided, um, okay, yep, these are the favourite three. I'm not really sure about these three. So I'm going to put them in a box in the garage and put a timestamp. And if I haven't needed them in three to six months, then I know I can donate or sell them. That's different from the maybe pile because the maybe pile is that I don't know and I don't want to make a decision. And this feels too hard, so I'm going to put it off. Yes, and this is probably one of the things that causes the most clutter in our lives is that fear and that shying away of that discomfort. We have to allow that discomfort to have a place next to us. It is uncomfortable getting rid of things, especially Mm. if there is some sort of memory attached to it or we spent a lot of money on it or we're not sure of the right way to even begin to address it. We want to make sure we do it the right way. We know that there's some time and energy that has to go into thinking about how we want to handle this item, these items. Yep. Don't delay those decisions, okay, because those delayed decisions just end up giving you a cluttered house. So that's tip number two and we really, really want to hone that one in. 
Yes. No maybes. No maybe piles. No. <laughs> Ain't no maybe. All right, number three, Bon. Okay, so number three is all about your real estate. Now, when you think about a cupboard, for example, you need to think about what's the prime real estate. So this is the inner city living. What's the rural re- real estate? That's the local cafe at the inner city. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what noise I just thought we is. needed some ambience. Oh, yes. You can ambience away. Um, how about you just play some elevator music because there's always dun, elevators dun, in this city. All right, you keep going and I'll do your <laughs> elevator music. <laughs> Not distracting at all. Um, and then your rural real estate. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. <laughs> We're very animated today. Oh, we are super animated. Um, your rural real estate is where you put things that are really high, really hard to reach, you know, those back corner cupboards, that's the stuff that you might only use once or twice a year. And then Marge, the rains are here. <laughs> if you remember that oh, ad, I you have to let ad. us know. Oh, I love that. I also ad. felt really sad. I was like, oh, he's going to be so filled with hope, but it's just corn juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to totally look up that ad. I, know. You know, I don't know if you noticed it, but one of our local fire stations a few weeks ago literally had that on their sign no. out the front. It was like, Marge, the rains are here. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. Uh, La Nina, the La Nina year we're in at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, we were talking about prime real estate. You've got your rural real estate on the other end and then in between you've kind of got your suburban stuff. So when we think of like a cupboard that's vertical, anything that's between your shoulder height and your hip height, that's your prime real estate. That's easiest for us to reach and for us to see. Um, the next shelf kind of above and below that, so maybe around knee height and around head height, that's more of your suburban stuff. Anything that we need to get up on a stool to access that shelf or that spot, that's your rural real estate, any corners that you kind of have to get down and into, that's your rural real estate as well. So apply that real estate analogy to your cupboards, to your rooms, um, to all of those things so that you can organise according to what you use and how often you need it. Okay, so the next big one, number four, is baskets. Baskets are your best friend, but they are your best friend for many reasons. And the one I want to focus on here is you can use them as pseudo drawers. And as we've come to realise over the years, drawers are essential for being able to have easy access to your stuff that's at the back of a space. So Mm -hmm. implementing baskets all throughout your house is not only going to keep things contained, organised, looking uniform, but it's going to be really functional as you can slide things out like a drawer in a space that doesn't have one. Yeah, and baskets are a really quick and cheap fix if you don't have the money or the means to be able to get a cabinet maker or to buy purpose-built drawers for particular places. So when kitchens were all built with this long, tall, deep kind of cupboards but we didn't have drawers, a a tub or a basket as a pseudo drawer in there is a really great way to maximise your space. So number five is a strategy that we've talked about before and we have a whole episode on, in fact. Because it's so important. It is so important. And especially for people who are very emotional and very sentimental about Mm -hmm. the things that they want to keep, which I can be as well. Um, Or if you're someone who really likes rules. rules Yes. Like this is what I (laughs) – tell me – Tell me, Bonnie, tell me, Lily, how do I determine how many cups I need in my cupboard? Yeah, if you're a really black and white person and you do love the rules, this strategy will be a favourite for you. So we call this strategy the magic number. And what we basically say with this strategy is, say you're looking at your cups that you use, your water glasses that you drink from. Think about if I was starting from scratch, how many would I need to be able to satisfy what my family uses and maybe having, um, you know, just your average guests over sort of thing. Uh, And you 
you might decide, okay, I need 12 water glasses so that we're not running out because we're a family of four or six and then that gives us an extra six spare for if guests come over or whatever. So your magic number might be 12. And then you go and you actually look at all the water glasses that you've got and you realise, oh, I've got 25. Let's pick my favourite 12 and that's the number that I'm going to stick with because that's the number that I've decided I actually need rather than the opposite way of pulling out those 25 water glasses and going, oh, I love this one. Oh, I love this one. Oh, I love this one. Oh, I've kept 20. Oh dear. The magic number just helps you be a little bit more logical rather than emotional about your decision making. Yeah, keeping those boundaries in place. But if you want to know more about that, definitely listen to our episode. We go into it in a lot more detail. Okay, we're going to take a break for a clutter confession. Clutter confessions. <laughs> Okay, so for today's clutter confession, we have a rather anonymous clutter confession. The caller did not even want to leave an audio message, but sent us a text message instead. So we're just going to talk about this person's clutter confession rather than hearing their audio. So this clutter confession is from someone who is a mother of four. She is in her late 30s and she said up until a few months ago, she had stored in the garage covered in gunk as they always are some sporting trophies and medals for various sports from when she was younger, uh, at school mostly, things like swimming and netball and life-saving. And she said they just sat there in the garage and especially once you have kids, you don't need them anymore. And um, she was able to get rid of them just a few months ago because she realised that she was never going to display them again and um, she she didn't need them in her life anymore. So bye-bye trophies and old medals. That's so interesting because a lot of our clutter confessions are people who um, aren't letting go of it. They're like, no, yeah. I'm not going to. But like in this case, she was like, no, it's time. Yeah, I find it interesting that when people do send a clutter confession in that there are times where they're like, I know that I need to get rid of it, but I just can't. Whereas this one is definitely someone who was able to get rid of something that was no longer serving its purpose in her life. It was something that was part of her past, not part of her present, not part of her future. So good on you, Anonymous Caller. Yeah, well, well done, Anonymous Texter. And Next if you Texter, that's the right one. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a clutter confession, we want to know about it. And if you're too shy, yes, we will accept Anonymous Texts as well. Um, but, yeah, you can just head to our Facebook page, Little Home Organised, and send it as a text or an audio file. Confess something weird, wacky or wonderful that you have held on to. Okay, so this episode we're talking all about the top 10 tips from uh, professional organisers, what you can use to change your home and your life today. And we are up to number six. Now, this is probably something that has only really become popular worldwide, culturally, thanks to Marie Kondo. Absolutely. But people have been doing it for a lot longer than that. And that is the vertical folding or the file folding. Now, the thing that makes vertical file folding so great is it's such a visual way to see everything that's in your drawer. Because if you think of sliding a drawer out and having like everything flat laid so you can see I have a pile of 10 shirts, but I can't actually see when I look down into the drawer what shirts are in the pile. I just know that there's a bunch of shirts in there. So I have to lift them up, lift them up, lift them up, lift them up to see through and see what's in the pile. The thing that makes vertical folding so great is you visually just look down into a drawer and you can see them because they're folded and they're spread out across the drawer instead. Yes. And also as things are pulled in and out of the drawer and space is like made between each item, if you folded them correctly, which is generally in thirds, 
then they stay sitting where they are too or standing technically where they are too. So it's a really cool yeah. functional system and it's a fun way to make a colour wave and it's just like it's a really great system that you can use. Yeah, and it really stops that inevitable pulling a T-shirt from halfway down the stack and the whole stack falling Ooh. over, which is actually one of the most annoying things to have happen. Now there is an exception to where we would say you not to use this style of folding and that's where your drawer is exceptionally deep. If your drawer is really deep, you may not be utilising all the space properly if you go with this folding method unless mm. you make pseudo drawers within your drawer. Yeah, uh, stacking on one on top of the other. Yeah, so unless yeah. you want to be pulling baskets or something, you know, other containers in and out, potentially in those kinds of drawers, you do want to go with just like your general normal flat folding that we're all very accustomed to. Mm. But vertical folding is fabulous. If you have not tried it yet, you don't have to do a whole system makeover. Why don't mm. you just pick one drawer and yeah. give it a go? We were talking to someone just yesterday actually who said that they were listening to our podcast for the very first time and she said oh I've now gone and organized my bra and undies drawer thanks to your one of your latest episodes and I thought that's great and she said you know I've only it's it's only a starting point but it's really made a difference and I thought that's that's it that is our whole motto is all about that progress not perfection we want you to take a tip that you've heard on this podcast uh, or that you've seen on social media and just apply that to that one drawer that one cupboard space and then work your way up from there because we know that that one drawer of your bras and undies, getting that organised, it is actually life-changing. And it means that every time you open that drawer, you have a little happy dance inside because, oh, it's organised and I can see everything and it's easy. There isn't a pending job waiting to be done here. It's not like chaos. And I, I just think that's one of the most beautiful perks of getting things organised is there are all these monotonous, mundane, everyday tasks that we have to do. Why not add a bit of joy into them? Why not mm. add a bit of pleasure into them? So like for me, when I open a drawer and it has like the clothing folded that way, I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Yes. And, you know, some people they'll be like, oh, maybe, you know, that's not for me. But I think for a lot of us it really is that sense of, oh, that's it's nice. It's why we, when we walk into a shop and everything's laid out really beautifully, we go, oh, I feel good in here. There is a reason that there is a profession for visual merchandisers because – when we go to a shop and we see something that is presented in the best possible way, it does make us want to buy it. So imagine if your home can be organised and presented in that same way, it does make you want to actually access and use those items in those drawers or those cupboards. So instead of going out and buying money on things that are beautifully presented in the shops, work with what you've got at home, present it correctly and so that it's organised and easy to access and then you'll be saving yourself a whole lot of money. And if anyone's confused about Bonnie saying buying money, she meant spending money. She does oh. actually know how shops work. Okay, number seven. <laughs> did I really say <laughs> yes, that? Yes, you did. Okay, Doesn't money grow on trees? No, <laughs> I wish. Number seven is the go box and I'm just going to let it I'm going straight to you, Bon. You're so <laughs> passionate about the go box. Oh, I love the go box. Um, this is just the spot where you put everything that's going from the house. So the lasagna dish that needs to be returned, the library the donations that needs to go back, um, any donations. And it's so great because when you get your family on board for a go box and it stays in the same place and they know where it is, anytime they come to you and say, oh, I've outgrown these pants or I don't want this toy anymore, great, into the go box it goes. And like my kids got really um, used to this when we got when we were doing the Ushies collection, which was a supermarket thing uh, that was happening over the, the last couple of years, and we had a rule that we only could have one of each Ushi. We'd, we didn't have any double. We didn't want double ups. We were just donating them. So my five year old would come to me and say, "Oh, mum, we got a new Ushi, but it's the same. So we've got to donate it." And he would go and put it in the go box, and it was like, oh, "This is so good. Like I don't have to have these random little squishy things." 
hanging mm-hmm. around the house because I don't know where to put them. <laughs> they are random. They are squishy. And then once the competition and hype dies down, everyone's trying to get rid of them. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, one of the things that's so great about the go box is if you imagine yourself being frazzled in a rush to get out the door and suddenly your kid's like, oh, it's like, you know, I have to return my um, stuff to the library. Or you're like, have you got those books ready for the library? Yeah. If you have a system in place that the whole family understands, it makes those things so much simpler. And we need our lives to be less stressful. So if you don't have a go box yet, you do need one time to go make one absolutely okay so number eight on our top 10 list is um a multi-organizer oh i love my multi-organizers i use them throughout the house for multiple things so a multi-organizer is something they often cut they're plastic and they like have all these little compartments in them and then you can kind of pick them up and like move them around and it's a way to contain all those small odds and endsy type things so yeah in our place we use the multi-organizer for makeup so i have all my um, makeup that I kind of want to pick up and move into where I do my makeup and then put it back away. I use it for that. And then I also use it for medicine. So like Mm. I divide my medicines up into little categories and they sit in there. And it's just a way to stop things from becoming so messy that when you pull out a basket or, you know, another container, everything's just jumbled in together and you're kind of rifling through and taking that time trying to find stuff. Oh, no one's got time to that. And like you use it in another way as well with like the hair stuff, right? Yeah. So I have got uh, maybe four or five of them in my house because um, we use one for the medicines. Great to have the kids stuff at the front. Band-Aids easily accessible. You know, the smaller compartments just means that everything's not kind of rolling around and it's it's super easy to find everything. And they have a little handle on either end so you can pick them up and carry them uh, anywhere quite easily. We've got another one that we use for the kids' stuff in the bathroom. So on one side it's got hair stuff. Uh, so, you know, like the bows and the hair ties and the clips. Uh, in the middle it's got the couple of hairbrushes and the comb. Then on the other side, um, it's got the kids' toothbrush and toothpaste at the front, you know, nail scissors and like um, the the Vicks Vapor Rub sort of stuff at the back. So that's – the kids all use that. That's all they need because they're still young for their their bathroom organisation. We've got another couple that my husband and I use in our drawers to help keep our – um, bathroom products organized so like our moisturizers and creams and all that kind of stuff and it's just they're so awesome and when they get dirty because they're kind of like this hard plastic maybe even mm, acrylic, acrylic I think they are yeah you just stick them in the dishwasher they oh get, have you done that that's a great idea yeah yeah so like inevitably make sure before you put anything in the dishwasher that it can go in the dishwasher yeah <laughs> don't take our word for it maybe it's top <laughs> shelf only um but yeah you stick it in the dishwasher and it comes out like practically brand new and that's, that's amazing and that's like one of the things that can get people is they're like oh what if I got all these like little odds and endsy things yeah you know sure you can use a bunch of tiny little containers that are like loose and moving around but if you need to move a bunch of stuff at a time then oh having a little container with your hair ties and a little container with your bobby pins and a little yeah. container with your scrunchies yep. and you know like that would just be like time consuming and tedious and you know, you know it's likely that things will get dropped and it'll be messy so Unless you put it in another basket, so which is essentially what a multi-organiser does all in one. Yeah, it's all in so one. So multi-organisers, if you don't have one yet, highly recommend them. I know in Australia you can get them at Target, but, I'm, you know, they are around the place. So consider investing in a multi-organiser in your house. Maybe just start with one and you'll see how amazing it is and then – You'll have no money left because you'll be buying so many. I'm sorry. They're, but they're only like 9 or $10 each. So they're really worthwhile. It's an investment. investment but yeah. like they're just, they're so handy. They really are. I think it's time for a listener question. You've got mail. Okay, so it's time for a listener question. And this one comes to us from Denise in Acacia Ridge. Denise's question is, what do you do with all the stuff you want to keep but you don't know where to put it? 
Oh, this is a tough question because Denise is not specifying exactly what sort of stuff it is and why she's keeping it. So Mm -hmm. if it's sentimental stuff, then we would say the solution is to create a memory box. It is. And then it gets hard because when if it's um, sentimental but large and bulky like furniture. Yes. It's like, oh, I don't have room for it in my house and I'm not going to use it but I still need to find a space for it. So I'll stick it in the garage where things go to die. <laughs> so ominous. <laughs> so okay, ominous. Let, that's, so if it's sentimental, just put it in the garage to die. That's Bonnie's advice. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's hard to answer this question because we're not sure specifically what you're referring to. But say it's something that you want to keep but you're no longer using. I think put it somewhere, say like the garage, and give yourself a time frame of if I don't use it before this 12-month period or something like that, then I'm going to get rid of it. Because often one of the reasons we actually hold on to things that we're no longer using and that are maybe not sentimental is because we actually don't know where to send them. We want them to be appreciated. We want them to be loved and valued, but we feel like no one's going to love them and appreciate them as much as I have. So we just hold on to it and we kind of become like this museum curator uh, holding on to um, all of these relics from the past. Now, if they are things that you're going to be engaging with a bit more than a sentimental piece that's chucked into the back in storage, potentially if you just use the strategy of zoning. So if you look at your entire house and think about all the different zones uh, and like think about all the cupboard space and storage and everything that you have available to you, you need to divide those up into zones, into categories and think about, okay, I've got this much space for these items and then when they overflow from that space, I either need to readjust my system or I need to let go of some things. So that can be a good strategy if you're like, oh, I don't really know where to put this. It's like, well, it has to live somewhere mm. and it's either going to impinge on your ability to function every day or you can make accommodations and move things around. So yeah, just something to think about. Hopefully that answers your question, Denise. But thanks for sending it in, Denise. What yeah. a great question. Yes, what a good question. And if you have a question, we'd love to hear from you. So just head to our Facebook page, Little Home Organised, and send it on through. Okay, so we're talking about our top 10 tips and we've got two tips left. Number nine, and this is especially good if you've got multiple children, whether it's 2, 3, 12, 15, colour coding. So I'm talking... Somewhere over the rainbow. (laughs) I do love rainbow colour coordinating though. I do too. And when it came time for me to colour code my kids' towels a few years ago, I took great delight in laying out the rainbow Mm. colours and picking which three or four colours would look really pretty together in the bathroom. So pretty. And it's so funny because I only had three kids... But I bought four towels. It's like you knew all that time ago. It's like I knew. And now the fourth (laughs) one is on its way. Um, But that fourth towel was really great to have because, A, it made the rainbow colour look amazing. But also when your son came over or when we had another little friend that used to come over frequently for dinner, we had that fourth towel that was a kid's towel. For bath time. For bath time. So it was so it was super awesome. Now, the reason that colour coding is so amazing is because you know when you see that orange towel on the floor whose towel it is and who to say, hey, go and pick up your towel and hang it up. Or if you look at the towel rack and you see that the orange towel is missing, mm. you know who to go to as well. Yep. But it's cool if you can actually use this throughout the house, like if you can have one child have one colour. 
consistently yeah. throughout the house because then it makes everything really easy and coordinated. And as parents, you want things to be as easy as possible. So if my child has the orange towel with the orange face washer, they also have the orange folder that, you know, so and so on, maybe even the orange backpack if you want to go that extreme. Yeah. But if you just keep things like in a system like that, it can really help things function better. So to give you an example, we had a little sleepover at our new house on the weekend and the kids have a travel toiletry bag, right? It's already packed, ready to go with their toothbrushes, toothpaste, you know, a comb and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I said to them when we were up there, okay, time to brush your teeth. And my daughter comes out with the three toothbrushes and she goes, whose is whose? Because they're slightly different colours to the ones that we use at home. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what colour is your towel? And she's like, oh, my towel is pink. So what colour is that toothbrush? Oh, pink. This is mine. And what colour is your brother's towel? Oh, orange. And what colour is that toothbrush? Oh, orange. And then what colour is the last one? Oh, it's green. And what colour is your other brother's towel? Green. Oh. And so she was Mm. able to make that connection of, oh, these actually match the towels that we use at home. And it prevented her sharing someone else's toothbrush, which which is is so (laughs) gross. And uh, I mean. Dental nurse fact here. Can I throw one in? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So in our mouths, we all have bacteria, right? We've all got our own like beautiful little ecosystems of bacteria in our mouths, which is so gross. But what happens is if you use someone else's toothbrush, it doesn't matter if you love them and they are your nearest and dearest husband, partner, wife, whatever, do not use each other's toothbrushes because you have all got different bacteria in your mouths and they rub that into their gums, which sometimes bleed. And then you're putting it in your mouth. It is so, if your partner has lots of fillings and they have shocking, shocking oral health and you put their brush in your mouth, you're basically giving an open invitation for that bacteria to come not only into your mouth but you're brushing it straight into your gum line. How, oh, gro- how gross oh, is that? that? That's just oh. – Okay, moving swiftly along. Yeah, so that was about colour coding and yep. we ended up talking about oral health. Love it. It always comes back to oral health. Mm, not quite. Okay. Anywho. Number 10. 10 of our, <laughs> number 10 of our top tips is the go zone. We did a whole episode on it because it is a game changer. If you don't have a go zone in your house, you need to consider it. The go zone is a place that is either at the point where you enter and exit, maybe through the garage or through the front door, where you need to have everything that immediately gets dropped off when you mm. walk in, like your backpacks, your shoes, potentially for someone who wants to do your keys, etc. Mm. And it all lives in that space. And you put your go box in there too. Yes, yes. This is the space where you can have that go box. Um, And it's amazing because you've got that home right there before you get in the house where your kids can take your shoes off so they're not traipsing mud and dirt through the house, where they can put their school bags, where they can put their hats and their homework folders. And if you just Google school station or go zone or even command center, there are just so many amazing, inspiring pictures out there of how people have set them up with different types of furniture. Sometimes it's a cube storage. Sometimes it's using hooks on a wall or drawer systems. You can be really creative. You can be super creative. And especially if you've got like multiple kids, you know, three or four kids, you can have like a little whiteboard above each of them. You can even use their names to create their own personal zone for their station. So yeah, a go zone is a game changer. It really is. All right. And there you have it. Our top 10 tips for home organization. Get amongst it. Give them a try. Check out a multi-organizer. Try color coordinating. If you're not using zoning and looking at prime real estate, it's time to do it. We hope this has helped you to get prepared to get more organized in your home. But if you need more support, if you want more information, if you want the nitty gritty, then we do have an online course that can help you. 
So the Essentials Guide is designed for the time poor parent in mind with short, sharp videos, only two to three minutes long, um, broken down into modules. And the best thing about it is you can do it at your own pace and you have lifetime access to it. That's right. So if you just want to hop on this week and you're like, yep, this weekend I've got time, I'm going to check out a video and give it a go. And then I'm not going to have time for a few weeks. You can do it that way. It's designed to do at your own pace. So if you want to check it out, head to our website, littlehomeorganized.com.au and go to our online courses and you'll see the essentials guide. And then you'll also see that we've got uh, some new ones upon the way as well. Yes, we're not sharing too much about those. Um, Although if you're following us on social media, we've spilt the beans already, sorry. But just quickly, let's talk about today's tidy task. So obviously we've given you 10 top tips that you can implement into your home. I'd like you to pick just one of those. Just one, uno. Uno, and implement it into your house. So maybe you've got some of these systems in place already. Maybe you um, don't have any of them. Just pick one that sounds super easy and super achievable because we do not need to make it more difficult for ourselves and implement it. And please feel free to share it on our Little Home Organised Community Facebook group because we love getting inspired by seeing what you guys are doing in your homes. And please come over and share it there. And that's it for this week. Thanks for choosing to have us in your ears. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.